0: Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world today. This is David Robert for the Adult Fitness Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about CrossFit on um, the show—not the show, well, the the best show on earth, really. Actually, over the last couple of weeks, throughout um, the history of the fitness industry, we have seen a lot of fads come and go. We've seen the rise of the aerobics in the 80s. We've seen Jazzercise. We've seen, uh, what else have we seen? We've seen Taibo. We've seen the 12-minute abs. We've seen all those infomercials. We're watching late at night after, you know, a couple of rounds of pizza, too much beer. We're watching these infomercials of people hawking their junk, hawking stuff that nobody in their right mind would buy. But we reach for our credit card, we swipe, give them our number and then we inevitably suffer from that buyer's remorse well over the last couple of weeks due to civil and racial unrest in the united states and throughout the world we have seen the um the ever present i guess you could say ugly face of racism rear its head with the death of george floyd he was a gentleman who was um arrested by police. I believe this was in Minnesota at the start of June, and it was recorded and sent across the world of how his rights were violated, civil rights were violated, and he was essentially murdered on, on air. Um, people were able to witness this poor man being arrested and having a knee of a white police officer pressed against his neck as he pleaded for his life. This sparked national as well as international outrage with so many people of uh, black as well as uh, ethnic groups within America as well as throughout the world suffering from state-sponsored murder by the police. Um, Now, not every case is cut and dry, but this one definitely had force that was over and above what was necessary. As three other officers looked on, this man was held... Um, and saw his life slowly slip away from him within eight minutes. And so just to give you some context of what we were kind of dealing with, we were already dealing with the COVID, the scare and the pandemic of the COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, many businesses had been shuttered. A lot of our economy had just grinded to a complete halt. Uh, we had, you know, industries such as the NBA, the NHL call it quits. Um, schools em- had emptied. And so I feel that that kind of led to People kind of fueling the fire of people having really nothing else to do except to kind of, you know, venture out to get their essentials, come back home, make sure that they're safe, and then this idea that here we are as a, as a society thinking that we're all in this together when in reality it's just been business as usual for a lot of uh, these, uh, just for the police and other industries that have systemic racism. Now, just to give you a. A little bit of context. crossfit is an industry in, in and of itself it has i mean it did at the time of um, of when when all this took when all this went down um greg glassman who was the founder of crossfit was kind of looked upon as a a rogue no pun intended or a um A person on the outskirts of the fitness industry, by seeing what had been going on with the Globo Gyms, as he'd called it, and an industry that was pretty much just deprived of getting people inside the doors of these big box gyms, getting their you know twenty dollars a month, forty dollars a month, and never seeing them again. You know, getting that people to sign up during the um, the Christmas season, and then throughout the year, all you are is just walking around with this hope on a string. So, um, Greg Glassman definitely. Outside of his, um, what we're going to talk about with what he was um, not charged with, but what he what he did in very bad taste in uh, referring to um, George Floyd and the pandemic and everything else is that we had a gentleman who really did some good things within the fitness industry. Um, kind of put it on its head in a way. A lot of the things that we, as far as trainers and people within that industry, have kind of held on to these sort of. Uh, I guess you could say these staples within our mindset of how you should train, what sort of rest you should have. And yeah, it's been one of the, one of the, dare I say it, I know it gets a lot of hate out there, but it's definitely been one of those things that have uh, really increased the love of Olympic lifting within our society. Um, Clean and jerk and, you know, snatches and things of that nature were just, you know, you maybe had one or two fitness gyms that had Olympic lifting and now it's pretty much, you know, uh, almost at every gym out there, right? So we got to give Greg Glassman his due. You got to give the devil his due, as it were. Um, unfortunately, Greg Glassman was also a bit of a wild card. He still is, and in being a maverick within his own right, he had um, he had he posted some pics that were in bad taste. Now a lot of people said that he was he was racist and he was a bigot, and he I, I don't really see it like that. Uh, myself being a black man. I know that what he said was definitely, um, you know, just a dick move and just something that, you know, you should have known better. You got to read the room when you're in these sort of social and these sort of, um, you know, broader sweeps of our of our um, of our culture right now. That's going through a real turning point. So uh, there's an article again from CNN Business that I pulled up in regard to what was going on, and uh, basically this was written on wednesday of this week so basically what had happened is greg glassman is selling crossfit following intense backlash over his response to the death of george floyd and the anti-racism movement sweeping not only the country but the nation but the world the move which just comes two weeks after resigning from his post as chief executive marks a more complete departure for glassman from crossfit Glassman founded the company two decades ago, and it has since grown into one of the world's most recognizable chain of gyms, or boxes as they're called in the CrossFit community. So, basically, what the um, model was is, normally when you get a gym, you have to come up with, you know, X amount of capital for your operating costs and your lease. You need to have all of the paperwork, the legal stuff finished. You need to have your corporation. Um, registration, you need to have your business license. you need to have your make sure your 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 um, I guess your gym is zoned for the activity that you're kind of doing. And so what he did basically is he set up uh, CrossFit, which was giving people the ability to buy into the name, which you would pay three hundred dollars a month and three thousand dollars a year, and that would go to the head office or HQ then that would give you the right to name your garage or your basement or your area as a CrossFit gym. You were a CrossFit affiliate or you were a box. And it allowed people with very little startup to actually join and franchise, which was genius. So now you have, at I think at the time of this writing, there was over 15,000 boxes within um, within the world and so here was a guy who gave people the opportunity to join a community to join something against the fitness norm and kind of be a rebel and so i mean it did well it did so well and became so popular it became a thing far larger as he says than i could have hoped glassman said in a statement on twitter on wednesday The world has changed, but the magnificent human machine, the proven benefits of CrossFit, and its market opportunity remain unchanged. It is time for the founder to bid adieu and find other creative outlets. Glassman is selling the privately held company to Eric Rosa, the owner of CrossFit Santana's Gym in Boulder, Colorado. Rosa will also become CrossFit's CEO, taking over from Dave Castro, who was named Chief Executive Officer in the wake of Glassman's resignation earlier this month. So, unfortunately, Dave Castro had the job of running CrossFit for all of one week. Financial terms of the sale were not disclosed. The deal is expected to close next month. Just to give you a little heads up, the sale comes after weeks of controversy from CrossFit and Glassman. Uh, The gyms pay an annual fee of CrossFit to use the brand, said they began dropping their affiliation after requests for the company to speak up in support of Black Lives Matter's movement went unanswered. On June 6th, a call with gym owners, Glassman said CrossFit leadership was not mourning for George Floyd, according to to a recording of a call obtained by CNN Business. Several hours later, Glassman posted a string of controversial tweets referencing Floyd's death and the coronavirus pandemic sparking online outrage. So basically what he did is he posted something on I believe it was a um, like a kind of like a CDC website or whatever and he posted the thing basically saying that with all the racist uh, outrage going on there, as well as the pandemic, he kind of merged them together and called it Floyd 19. And so in the following days, hundreds of, of more gyms dropped their affiliation with the company. They also lost major corporate sponsorships, including Reebok and Rogue Fitness. Now, some of the CrossFit community have also claimed the company was rife with sexism, according to reports by the New York Times. Rosa addressed the issue. So this is the gentleman who just bought the company. Rosa addressed the issue in a statement posted on Twitter Wednesday announcing his acquisition of the company. So this is what he goes on to say. In the past weeks, divisive statements and allegations have left many members of our community struggling to reconcile our transformative experiences in the local box with what we've been reading online, Rosa said. My view is simple. Racism and sexism are abhorrent and will not be tolerated in CrossFit. We open our arms to everyone and will be working hard to rebuild bridges with those whose trust we have lost. So yeah, we, um, there's a lot to unpack here, but I think one of the things that we need to recognize is that when somebody makes a mistake, right, somebody does something wrong and it irks people, all right? it causes people to join our cancel culture as it's called um we have to come into we have to realize that people can be redeemed now what he said it was in bad taste it was it was a dumb thing to say and he shouldn't have said it like that's just bottom line but the mere fact that we are now telling people what they can and cannot say right we're canceling people out We have a bit of a problem with that. Now, granted, if you are a bigot, if you are a racist, if you're a homophobe, if you hate old women, if you kick dogs on your way home, if you actually don't swerve out of the way of that hamster that's running across the street on your way to work and you would much rather just squish them through your tires, you're a dick. Bottom line. And I don't have to be around you. I don't have to be around that energy. I don't have to um, associate with you in any way, shape, form, or fashion, but I will frontline for you to have that ability and that right to be that dick and i think that's what we're seeing in our society right now now particularly in the gym space crossfit was already an outlier to begin with so there was a lot going on within crossfit that was sort of counterculture they have a very strong military attachment Um, they have a lot of a lot of their wads which is known as a workout of the day is named after fallen soldiers they pay a lot of respect to our servicemen and women within the world. Um, they have a very strong, um, I guess you could say, movement within a lot of those circles. And with within the past, I've even mentioned that, you know what, CrossFit is probably the whitest sport out there, this side of hockey, just because there's a lot of factors involved. Um, it's not very big within the uh, black communities um, as far as fitness goes. Um, it can be a little bit pricey, not just for People of color, but just for anybody, most CrossFit memberships will run you about a hundred minimum per month. Uh, I've heard as much as two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, now, granted, because of the fact that they're they're very small and they have a niche market, they can charge that much. And if you want to pay that, so be it. That's up to you. But that being the case, there hasn't been a lot of outreach for you know within the black and colored community. But that's not to say that you couldn't, if if I wanted to you know, to become a CrossFit affiliate right now, I, I could, I could, you know, go through the paperwork, pay my money, do the course, um, get my level one certification and then boom, I'm, I'm CrossFit, you know, um, I'm CrossFit certified as it were. So we saw a lot of those people that were in CrossFit for a very long period of time, sort of voice their opinion and leave. Um, Jason, uh, capilia I can never pronounce his last name but he won the CrossFit games in 2008 his crossFit affiliate North Cal um, crossFit they they bounced once they heard this um, some very high up members rich Froning I believe I don't know if he and and uh, CrossFit mayhem left but they definitely um, they, were, they were in talks of leaving they lost major sponsorships such as reebok um, no bull which is a, a company for to make shoes and, and clothing for crossFit athletes and um, uh, Rogue Fitness who had been sponsoring the games for years, and so there's going to be a lot of damage control that's going to have to be done by this new owner to kind of get back into the good graces of these companies. Um, I personally feel that when sports, health, wellness, and you know social consciousness sort of intertwines, I think we can really see some real change happening here. Um, unfortunately, you know, Greg Glassman, He's riding off into the sunset. Nice bit of change. Uh, at last, checked, I believe CrossFit was worth, or his net worth was about a hundred million dollars. And so, if you do the quick math, fifteen thousand affiliates paying three thousand a year. Uh, my math is never good, um, but no, just kidding. Um, but for what we see here, let's just check it out. Hate to reach into another man's pockets. That's just weird, right? But you are paying over 3,000. So per year you're making, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, secure that. 45 million dollars a year would be going into his pockets. Now, put this into into context, he's, when they first started off, they didn't have 15,000 affiliates. But as of this today, now they, they lost a fair amount because you did have people in other parts of the world who had cross affiliates, right? Was his statement, you know, blatantly racist? No, I mean, it wasn't like they caught him at a Klan rally, you know, burning a cross or um, promoting lynching or things of that nature. But what we're starting to see is a sea change within sports, where things that were long-held, you know, staples within—my gosh, just this month, NASCAR banned the Confederate flag. Right? Um, you have NBA players who are saying that they don't want to come back because they're afraid that it will take away from the Black Lives Matter movement. You have um, NHL players speaking out, talking about their presumed white privilege, um, which is kind of funny because I never thought that being white was a privilege, you know? Um, I know a lot of white people, and their lives are no much better than mine, to tell you the truth. Sometimes worse. But um, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a topic for another time. Um, but yeah, here we are in 2020, and dare I say it, once the breath left George Floyd's body... A lot of people said enough's enough, and many people drove a straight line from seeing state-sanctioned murder of a man who had a questionable past—that that's not to be debated. He did um, have issues, to put it lightly. But no way, shape, form, or fashion did it deserve—did his life deserve to be ended the way it did? And we're speaking of George Floyd here. So when companies and corporations make light of that, there, there is a, a price to be paid now. Um, I think we're, we're starting to see a real change, and it's people just being fed up. Now, let, let's be clear. Definitely agree, I definitely feel that with the COVID-19 pandemic, the fear of what's been going on with our economy, many jobs closing. I believe just actually in recording this, I just found out that what do we got here? 24 hour fitness in the States just filed for bankruptcy. Um, gold's gym, I believe also filed for bankruptcy. So, I mean, it is, people are, people are ducking and covering and running, running for the Hills out here. Right. So it is not the time to be making statements like this, where, you know what, I'll I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest where, where things are are so volatile right now um heck it even i mean even aunt jemima ain't safe right aunt jemima was um canceled out this week um if i'm not mistaken um there's various corporate mascots out there like aunt jemima uncle ben um the cream of wheat dude um you know people have said hey we need to we need to get rid of this stuff and i mean such teams we're hearing that conversation with the washington redskins Um, the helmets, uh, you know, that, that team basically even saying it's kind of cringeworthy, you know, it's just, um, there's, there's a lot of iconography out there and there's a lot of stuff that is based in just some old school fashion racism, right? Just some old school fashion stuff that if we're not careful can seep into, um, into, into, into the fitness and into the health and wellness realm. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, This has been uh, uh, just a a crazy month. Um, I think one of the things that we have to be um, cautious and careful about is that if you are you know trying to um to make change within the, within the, even within the fitness industry um looking at crossfit and things of that nature that people aren't overreaching i think right now what we're seeing is is there's this pendulum swing where everything is just being attacked and and as and rightfully so there are some things that need to be addressed and need to be talked about um what greg glassman said again I'll, I'll say it for the last time he was a douche he was a dick he was a douche and the bag it came in and he, you know, he had to step down because if he didn't, CrossFit would be looked upon as, you know, as this bigoted racist sort of um, movement where, to be fair, you know, I know a lot of folks who, who do CrossFit. It's not for me. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't really subscribe to that methodology of training, but it does work for a lot of people. And I mean, when we have not only, you know, a pandemic, but a but an obesity epidemic out there the last thing we need to do is be trying to separate people into how they train and how they work out. At the end of the day, whatever's getting you off your ass to work out, like do it. Okay. Like I don't care if it's walking your dog, swimming, you know, running, jumping, jogging, parkour, boxing, martial arts, whatever, you know, get it done, get it in and and get it done. But, uh, definitely this is something that, um, as, as time progresses, we're going to see how the CrossFit community kind of, um, how they're going to do damage control, you know, how are they going to, um, take on, um, the attacks of, of the accusations of racism that CrossFit had been accused of for so many years. And that sort of lingering feeling of this wasn't really something that was for, um, for people of color, right? Um, gym owners had went on record and said that they were dismayed by CrossFit's failure to quickly put out a statement expressing solidarity with protesters or support of black athletes. Um, uh, that led to Reebok, right? And other brand partners to distance themselves from CrossFit after Glassman had said the things he said. Um, I mean, what we, what we're, what we're seeing right now is every aspect of our society when it comes to sports is under a microscope and even when we start returning back to the gyms and start to feel like oh man you know um we're gonna we're starting getting back in shape and things of that nature everything has been there's no going back to kansas anymore you know and i some people think it's for the worst i think it's for the better but at the end of the day uh, we are where we are this is um where we're at Right, and uh, we have to we have to do the best we can with it. And so, yeah, as far as CrossFit is concerned, um, hopefully this this new guy taking over is going to make some real changes. Uh, maybe you, you might see more people of color, um, you know, coming into it now. Maybe this was a good thing, right? Or maybe you just might see people just digging their heels, kind of like what they're doing with with um, NASCAR right now and uh the whole thing going on with Bubba wallace over there you know that's um it's pretty crazy but nonetheless um yeah you know what let me know if this uh this 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 is something that kind of resonates with you um right now we've got a few more uh podcasts coming we're actually working on getting the video uh version of this podcast up and running so uh, we got some renovations to do in the um in the recording studio i'm thinking of either naming it the uh the bat cave or the fortress of solitude something cool but uh, look for that probably um by the end of the summer there it's going to take us a little while um with the way things are going right now just to set everything up but hopefully you guys are having a great day out there um staying safe staying um staying away from crowded areas and until next time keep fit and have fun out there